Welcome to the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go to Clint in Mississippi, who's on the phone. Clint. Yes. You're on the air, bud. What's happening? Hey, morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hey, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate your show. uh, My daughter and son like to hear y'all and the morning corny and when Lunchbox goes out. uh, I really think y'all are doing a good thing and keep up the good work. I appreciate that. Nothing like a... At a boy call to get the, right, the yeah. day started. I like <laughs> that. You. Hey, Clint, have a good day today. All right. Is, is there any way I can get a shout out to my daughter, Evie and Ollie? You just did me? it. Do it again. Do it Do it official, though. And now, f- where do you live in Mississippi? Brookhaven. And now, from. Used to summer here. Okay. I used to summer here. Got you. Got you. And now, from Brookhaven, Mississippi, Clint. Go ahead, Clint. Evie and Ollie, shout out. Good with your. Uh, Take care. All right. There, there he is. Yeah. Right there, Love it. All right, Clint. Thanks for listening, bud. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Let's see what's happening in everybody's lives in a segment we call What's the Haps? Hey, hey what's the Haps? I have a new favorite show. Oh, what's that? It's watching my dog on this camera oh. that I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it funny? Well, I just can't stop watching it. And, you know, he has his own room. He doesn't have to stay in there all the time anymore. I've really integrated him into just chilling in the house. Most of the time, he'll sleep in his bed at night in his room, but mo- but he has this camera. But I can watch the camera, and it has a, a night vision on it, so I can also watch him at night. Oh yeah, wow! But I've been binge watching the Stanley the Dog <laughs> Show like crazy. I just I, he does nothing. He'll just lay in the bed, and I'll just watch him. Maybe it's the whole voyeur type thing, like you're not supposed, to, like you don't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't. You're not supposed to be looking at that. Yeah, I don't know. He, he doesn't know I'm watching him. <laughs> yeah. And also, I can kind of, I've always wondered what he's doing, like, when the door's closed. Yeah. And sometimes he'll be in there, if I come home, and he'll want to come out and be like, oh, and I just picture him standing by the door, like, begging to get out. He doesn't. He lays in bed or plays with a toy, and then goes, oh, and then gets back to playing with a toy again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. And then it has this speaker on it. You can push a button, and you can talk to him through the speaker. And so, I'll be like, Stanley, what's up, dude? Because they're like, comfort your dog with a warm message from their owner. They're like, Stanley, what's up, dude? But when you hear it in person, it sounds like this. Stanley, what's up, dude? It's all muffled, so it sounds like Satan's in the box. So it's not warm and comforting to him. If anything, it freaks him out. And then it has this treat button, too, where you push it, and it goes, and it shoots a treat out. And the treat ends up going into, sometimes it doesn't even shoot a treat out, and he's used to treats coming out, so he'll be like looking for it when there's no treat that came out. Yeah. And then eventually he just gets irritated and knocks it off the wall. I'll just swipe it and knock it off. But it's a pretty cool little camera. Hey. Hey, what's the hat? Amy? So I go over curbs a lot and like nothing happens <laughs> and it's fine. And for whatever reason, when I'm in my husband's truck, sometimes that's when things go wrong. And I go over a curb. I'm at my dad's place and I guess I hit the curb wrong and it sliced the tire. And oh, all of a sudden man. I just hear shh. <laughs> oh, no. And oh. so I had to call AAA. And they came and put the spare on. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, why? Why does this have to happen? Because this isn't the first time well, I've done this. It had to happen his... because you make it, you do it. It's not random but stuff. But I think it's in yeah. his car. I'm not used to like his big truck. And he's out of town. So I haven't really even told him yet. So maybe he's listening now and this is how he finds out. But I love when Amy lets her husband know bad news to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She does it quite often. The situation often. is handled. Hey. hey. What's the hat? Right, lunchbox. Man, I had my mind blown the other day. I found out you could post multiple pictures in one post to Twitter, I would see people do it and I was like, I wonder what special app they have. So I always downloaded apps where you can make a little collage of pictures. 
But no, you can just click on two pictures and upload them at one time to Twitter. Unbelievable. I've been on Twitter for, what, 10 years? Mind blown. Hmm. You still don't have your email on your phone, do you? No, do not have that. Do not know how to do that. He sounds like a grandparent. He does. Do not. Yeah. 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 No, not what he's, how the words, like, he yeah, literally they, doesn't have his email on his phone. Or no, the, I have to open up the web browser and type in the email address, and it goes there to the website, and then I have to log in. Yeah, don't have email on the phone. They can set that up for you here in the building. <laughs> like, Morgan, Scuba Steve yeah. can set it up in one second. Morgan number two can set it up. Uh-huh. Uh, no problem. Yeah, no, but I, no I mean, it was amazing. I mean, just so you guys know, if you did not know, you can post two pictures. Because I always see people put side by sides. I'm like, how do you they can do, do that? Four, actually. Which I do a lot. You just upload them all, all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. Hey, what's the hat? A man who owned these kinds of cars are the biggest jerks. Any guesses? A, a Corvette. Oh, <laughs> <Whoa>, hater. <laughs> for, for, Lunchbox I, doesn't even have a Corvette and he's offended at <laughs> that. Because he wants one. I don't know. I'm thinking like really expensive cars that I like to drive around to show off. Like a Ferrari. Oh, or are they more normal? Men who own blank and blank are most likely to be jerks. You guess Corvette. Morgan number two, what do you think? A Jeep. Why a Jeep? That's wow. Weird. That's weird. Oh, I, I, mean, I have one I, and I love my Jeep. I just feel like maybe to other people who don't have a Jeep, they may feel that way. Hmm. I don't know. Jerks? Mercedes and BMWs mm. are the biggest jerks. Mm. Now, no guys on the show have either one of these, but Hillary somehow... <laughs> Hillary, who's like, does a little bit of every job, but isn't one of the newer ones on the show, has a Mercedes. How, how does she afford a Mercedes? So no. I ain't trying to get in her business about her money. But really, though. But, but like, I, no, but but really. like I know how much her. she's paid. <laughs> but really, though. But, but how do you afford a Mercedes? She, she had another car. I think she traded it in. She said she ha- she lives her, like where she lives, I think she said she'd rather invest and put more money in a car oh. than where she lives. Utility That's Hillary's said. coming to the microphone. She sits in the glass room and we call her Utility Hillary because she does a little bit of everything. Kind of the utility player here on the show. And you have a Mercedes, right? Yes, I do. How in the world, I'm not trying to get in your business, but how in the world do you afford a Mercedes? I don't know. I make my payments every month. Mm-hmm. I can afford it. Do you have like a trust fund? No. No. And I pay for it all myself. Not My parents don't pay for it at Dang. all. Wow. Dang. That's pretty cool. How much are your payments? No. <laughs> Guys. I'm just, just asking. You don't have to answer that, but you can if you want. I'm good. Okay. Hmm. You are the only... What do you, how do you feel about that? They say people who own Mercedes and BMWs are jerks. I don't feel that way. I have other friends who have Mercedes, and they're all really great people. So I don't I don't believe in that. And you, you have a, the Mercedes club or what? You have a Mercedes SUV? Yes. Ooh. Dang. Wow, that's nice. Let me look at that. That's cool. What year? How does it feel that, like, over, like, a lot of people on that, you have, like, the, one of the nicer cars of the whole show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. It's a great car. I Do like you have it. a house? Are you paying off a mortgage? No, I don't have a house. So you have an expensive car, but you're not paying anything off? You're just mm-hmm. renting an apartment? Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing, huh? Well, that's what she said she wanted to do. Yeah. Do you ever sleep in your car? <laughs> Why? Because I feel like my car were nicer than my house or my apartment. I just stay in it. Well, I think her apartment is nice, but she's just not. She has a nice apartment too? No. Well, I mean, I don't wow. think. Wow. I mean, but she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> Hillary, do you have roommates? I have one roommate, yeah. See? What's that rent? <laughs> we're trying to get in. <laughs> I mean. What? If she wants 
that car, like that's something that she wanted. So she she said one time when we brought originally when you first realized she was driving a Mercedes, <laughs> I remember you brought her on. Wow! And she said she wanted to treat herself, and that she works hard. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. Why are? How often do you eat out a week? How many times a week? Um, a few times a week. Wow, how she affords this. But like where? She eats out at Chick-fil-A. No, stop Stop it. It is. Okay. Like out to eat. I'm just jealous. How old are you? 27. Wow. Man, when I was 27, I wasn't living that life. And I like was starting... But Hillary, do you do other things too? Because for a while you had a couple of jobs. Oh yeah, know- do you have another job? Tell us about your other jobs. <laughs> no, this is my only job. No! It's your only job. No! No! But maybe she saved Bones, up. Check the like, payroll. And Wait she- a minute. Is, is it one of those where we got to go back and ask for money back? <laughs> yes. We're paying her too much? And she would babysit my kids. Oh, like, oh mine she, too. She did. She's a hard worker. You're talking about past. But maybe she put some of that money aside. Did you put a lot of that money aside? I'm not, I had a lot of savings and I put some down. Yeah, so. how much? <laughs> and how much are you paying her to babysit if she's yeah, buying a Mercedes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> Hillary, oh we're, we're just messing with you. I know. We're I very know. jealous. We yeah. like, we you, like think you a lot. Bobby drives a Mercedes or a BMW. He's being a jerk. I'm not. I don't, though. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> All right, Hillary, thank you for letting us give you a hard time, okay? You're welcome. Hey, one final question. What's it like being rich? <laughs> I'm definitely not rich oh, all right. at all. All right. There she is. Anything you'd like to say, boys? <laughs> that was pretty awesome, That's man. Pretty I, cool. know. I know. Someday. Yeah. I don't even know where Wait, Mercedes Eddie, lot is. The ca- no, y'all both b- have bought the cars that you Wait, are you leasing it or she buy it? Oh, good question. Ask her, Raymond. Buy. Dang. She bought it? Oh. Wow. How much is that down payment? Stop. <laughs> she had, I think she, remember the car she had before? I think she traded it in. It was nice. Oh, that was she a Lexus. It, she drove it. was a Lexus. She drove, yeah. The, oh, yeah. yeah. It was a Lexus. How did she have a Lexus? Wipers on the she was broke with a Lexus. What's happening? I, I think that was the I had a Pontiac movie. Sunfire. I was struggling. How much was that traded? Like, <laughs> I had to give them money, take it off my hands. You paid them? I was like, here's a car in 20 bucks. Can I just go? <laughs> Dang. Right. Again, before you guys start texting me, no, we, we're just messing, we're just with, messing her. with her. You mess with the people you care about, okay? Thank you. But dang! For real, yeah, like though. For real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to Katie right now, who's on the phone. Katie, good morning. What's happening with you? Good morning, Bobby. Morning, studio. Morning! morning. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so I was just calling to see if you have any interview advice because I started a three-day-long PhD interview today. You know, one of the most commonly asked questions is what do I do during an interview and in an interview the person wants to know that you are qualified obviously but also educated on what you're going to have to do in the job and the best way to show I don't care what you're doing if you're a school teacher or a PhD or you're working an enterprise rent a car whatever the case is if you go in asking a lot of questions it's like you're already on level two you're going in you're, you're talking to the person. You're going, hey, I already know what's up. Let me ask some questions. Because they expect you to come in and sit there and just be asked to. Like, Amy, if I was interviewing you and I went in, I'm just, you know, you're just going to come in and be like, boy, I'm going to get a lot of questions. But if you come in and take control and be like, hey, I have a lot of questions about this job. It's just going to seem like you are um, more comfortable, more confident, and that you already are at that, that second part of the, of the interview, which is you having questions. So... The best advice I can give is to go on and ask a lot of questions. Because you're not going to seem dumb. Okay. They're not going to go, oh, this person's uneducated. They're going to go, wow, 
This like, person cares. They are so into it. They have a lot of questions too. And maybe they have options. Maybe they're asking questions. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, they have options? Well, I want them more. Because you know that the human part of it is you want somebody who maybe doesn't want you as much. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So that would be my advice for any interview situation. Does that make sense? It does. What do you think about that? What, what, what are you nervous about? Well, mostly it's like a three-day long thing, so it's like constant interviews. Well, here's the second tip. Second level of this is smile because people always want to be around people that make them feel better. And if you go and you're just a generally happy person, you have to be goofy. But if you're pleasant to be around, it makes people want to be around you in any way possible. I mean, think about the people that, that are around you that you like to just be around. It's those that are happy, pleasant. That when times get tough, they're still up. So I would also encourage you to smile as much as you can when it's not awkward. You don't want to go on like the Joker and be like, <laughs> but ask questions and smile. It is so basic and elementary that a lot of times people forget to do it. When I work with these singers on American Idol, I often have to go back because they are, at this point in their career, they're a bit mature as far as getting on stage and performing. But what happens is they start to go, well, I need to be even further up. I need to do these little things different. And I have to remind them to breathe. I have to remind them that don't forget the most basic things. Because if you don't remember doing the most basic things, you're going to forget the seventh, eighth thing you're supposed to do. Right. So I have to remind them to, just like I'm saying, smile and ask questions. That before they go on the stage, I'm like, okay, I know you want to hit these notes. I know this is, maybe you're going to play guitar and it's a pretty tough part. I know you want, but if you don't remember to breathe, because as soon as the lights come on or as soon as you walk into this interview and you go, <gasps> and you're not even breathing right, nothing else matters. So that's what I'm going to reset you with. Do all the basics right. You wouldn't be there if you didn't deserve to be there. Get your breathe, breathe and smile and ask questions. Okay, Katie? Okay, great. Thank you, guys. You've just been mentored. We need a, we need a clip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't like that? Oh. Dude, dude, you're mentored. <laughs> No, it's good. All right. All right, Katie, have a good morning. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Robert Smith, was driving to work, and he saw this apartment building on fire. So he decided to pull in and see if anybody was in there. He broke a window. Sure enough, there was a woman asleep inside. So he went through the window and brought her to safety. Saved her life. Man, she must have been sleeping hard. There's a fire. (laughs) And she just conked out. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. He risked his own life too, even just to go up and check out what's going on. I know. I, I don't know that everyone would have done that. Someone I don't know just, that I would have done that. Right. Well, I mean, it's, you could just call 911 and say, hey, I see an apartment on fire. I don't know that I'm a hero. So good He's for this guy. He's yeah. a hero. Robert Smith. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Vancouver. A man thought it'd be a great idea to break into a cell phone store, steal all the expensive cell phones. So he breaks the front window, and they have those gates that come down. And he's able to bend them back, and he slides underneath, gets in, and he realizes, I'm not going to be able to get out. He's trying to bend it back, and he can't. He's stuck in the oh, store. he bent it in. And they couldn't get through the hole that he had created. Yeah, so he was just stuck in the store, and you see him on the camera just shaking and going, let me out! He put himself in jail. And so police (laughs) arrived, and they arrested him. There you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's go over to Brittany in Florida. Brittany, you are on the air. What's happening with you? Good morning, studio. Morning. So I have... 
two young kids, uh, four and two. I just recently had to take in my cousin who is 13 years old to try to take care of her um, based off of a really bad situation that she's going through with her family. But I'm having an issue where when we're trying to have family time, she wants to be on her cell phone playing. And I didn't know if anybody had any advice to try to get her more involved in the family. Well, to just separate someone from their cell phone is tough because... If you're a cell phone person, you're on it all the time. For me, I love my cell phone. It's an extension to actually have conversations and connect in ways and that I never would without it. Um, I think as a 13-year-old, and I know your daughter is as is she with this, mm-hmm. right? I would think that it's not, hey, we need to get off our phone. It's, hey, let's compromise in some way. Between this time and this time, if you'll stay off your phone, you can also do X at this point. I just... A 13-year-old to have your phone all the time is just natural. It's really a 13-year-old that's coming into a situation where she's already... It, things are... Like, it's it's delicate. And that may have been her comfort mm-hmm. in the bad situation at right. home. And it could be her comfort, her familiarity in a new situation with you. Mm-hmm. So... I'll give my piece first. It's that I just don't think you take it away and go, we're not using our phone right now. You could say, hey, it'd be awesome if we didn't use our phone right now in exchange for that. You know, you can use it for 30 more minutes before you go to bed. Or there's just something you can add to it if you're going to take away. I think you have to stay on this even line. And if you're going to take something away, you have to kind of give something back, especially because she's not your kid. Right. You are taking her in. And if it was your kid a little more, you could be like, these are the rules. Abide by it. And you can do that with her, but it's just going to make it that much harder to connect on a deeper level. That would be what I would say, is if you're going to pull something back from her, allow her to actually go in on something else. Don't know what that is. Don't know her. Amy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with that too. And just make sure she she knows she's super welcome during family time because she also might be like, oh, this is y'all's family time. I'm kind of just the cousin that's here. And create, like, what are her, what would be interesting to her like what does she like to do besides being on her phone and y'all can all try to do that as a family with her so she feels included and then she might get more used to spending family time and she'll start to do what y'all do and then like Bobby said with the compromise I think it'll start to just become a flow and she'll want to put down her phone it's hard to slam a new rule on someone Mm -hmm. in an uncomfortable unfamiliar situation especially at an age like 13 that's about as tough as it gets uh, what do you think about that, Brittany? To stay away from that. I've been trying not to address it with her at all. So I just wanted like a second opinion, you know, it kind of, it makes me, I feel, I know that she's had a really rough time and I know that she's going to probably be living with us permanently. And at 30 years old, I'm, I'm not really equipped for a 13 year old just yet, but I'm, I'm trying. So, but I really appreciate the advice. Well, also know that there's not a wrong way. There are ways that you're learning and you may do it wrong for a second, but every time you do something wrong, you actually learn a little bit from it and that kind of makes it right. So what I would say is she's 13, so she's older than your other kids, right? You're having to communicate differently to someone who's just mm-hmm. new inside the house too. And I, you're never, equi- like, unless you're like an expert that studies like kids, I think with each new age, they, every year they turn and each new thing and then each new kid is isn't is a new thing that you're learning. Like no parent is ever equipped until they go through it. But then each kid is totally different. So I think take the, if you haven't addressed the phone, take the time to really invite her into the family time. Make sure she knows she's included. And just, yeah, I think between. And she's still not going to get off the phone, by the way. No, it's going to be hard. 
And she might be mad at you. But if she's going to probably be living with you permanently, then, I mean, yeah, rules are going to have to start get enforced because she's, I mean, if it's permanent, you need to make sure she knows that you are the authority figure. Um, okay, we're going to end on this. Have the conversation with her. It'd be awesome during family time if she wasn't on her phone as much. If she could a bit, you know, be a little more invested. And if she'll put her phone away for half an hour, figure out something you can do for her on the other side. Because to pull back, you also need to to give a little as well, especially with the new addition who's 13. A lot of variables here that make the whole situation uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it won't end up awesome. Thank you guys so much. Okay. We feel good about this? Yep. All right. Brittany, have a great day. We should have a disclaimer too that What's up? We should have a disclaimer too yeah. that we have no idea what we're talking about. But does anyone <laughs> That's what I, that was yeah. my point. She no didn't feel does. equipped yeah. and I was like, "Oh my gosh, when I first got my kids, like I did not feel equipped and I still don't. You just go you just go with the flow." The Bobby Bone show. I'll read you a quote from a very famous movie. Just name the movie. So I'll read the quote, you answer and then I'll play the clip. Okay. For example, if I were to say my mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. That would be... Forrest Gump. Right. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So what I'll do, I'll read you a quote. You get it right, you stay in the game. All right. These are all pretty easy. I got a lot of them. They're all kind of like this, like Forrest Gump? They're all from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Perfect. The I'm answer to every one of them is Forrest Gump. <laughs> Amy, ready? Ready. I'm not going to do the impression. I'm just going to read the quote. Oh, good. I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of the world. I mean, I know what it is. What movie is so that? Say it. I know. I'm thinking it. But that's right. It's like, a. am the king of the world. Do you think I should act it out, Mike, or no? No? Okay. You just say it. But yep. I mean, I know that that's what it is. I'm the king of the world. I'm the king of the world. I don't, I, my brain is Lion King. Lion King. No, the answer is Titanic. Oh. I'm the king of the world! It's basically how I said it. I you can't. said it right, but you didn't get the movie. Did you think Mufasa said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just was saying something that came to my You've brain. You've been eliminated. I know, which is so sad. Lunchbox. Yep. <laughs> Name this movie. You as kind, you as smart, you as important. Um, the only thing I can think of, what's eating Gilbert Grape? That is uh, incorrect. Mm. Amy, you want to help him? The help. The help, yeah. You as kind, you as smart, you as important. Eddie, if you miss this, everybody's back in. Okay. Yes, miss it. Well, but if I get it right. <laughs> if you get it right, you win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Come Iconic on. movie quotes. Eddie, I'll have what she's having. Huh? Huh? I'll have what she's having. (laughs) Now all I hear is, I'll have what she's having. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll have what she's having. Spaceballs. Oh, what's eating (laughs) spaceballs? No. Uh, When Harry met Sally. Oh, God. I'll have what she's having. Because mm-hmm. she's at the table like, oh, yeah, like and the know. person across her goes, oh, right. what she's having. Okay, well, you all are losers. Perfect. You're, wa- you're welcome, guys. All right, we'll see you next time on another <laughs> round. Hmm. Well, 
You want to go another round? Yes. Yeah. Let's do a write it down, though. Okay. Everybody's in? Here we go. Write the answer down. Next up. I'm your father. I am your father. I'm in. I'm not giving it its justice <laughs> at all. Makes the game harder. I, I'm in. Amy. Star Wars. Lunchbox. Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. No, I am your father. Go. How about this one? Wax on, wax off. <laughs> in for the win. In. Yeah, I'm in. Amy. Karate Kid. Lunchbox. Karate Kid. Eddie. Karate Kid. Nice. Wax on, wax off. Good. Paint the fence. How about this one? I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Say it again. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm in. Shoot. What? Listen to his voice, Amy. I know I am. Oh. Do you have it? Yeah. You do? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Listen to his voice. Yeah, listen to his voice. Do it again, Bones. It's perfect. <laughs> no, you're lying. I'm in for the win. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. I mean, I feel like I know this movie inside now, but I'm just guessing it. Amy? I don't remember this scene. <laughs> Pretty woman. <laughs> you just skipped out on that no. scene. Yeah. I'm like, I know every line, but Lunchbox, I can see her It's one that. of two movies, and I don't know which one it is. I guess Scarface. Incorrect. Uh, Eddie for the win. Eddie? The Godfather. There he is. Oh. I switched. Yeah. Here is the... Uh, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Eddie, you yeah, win again. Baby. That's crazy. All he Woo. does is win. Wow. Dang. Wow. Thank you, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Good job. Good game, Mindy. That's a Mindy production. There it is. A woman in South Carolina managed to dial 911 with her toes after her hands were crushed by her car. Oh my God. She was changing her tire on the side of the interstate. She got a flat on I-95. A jack holding up the car slipped while she was putting on the spare tire, causing the woman's hands to get stuck between the tire and the fender. Over the next 35 minutes, the woman was able to slide off her shoe and call 911 with her phone. Fire rescue crews were nearby. They got there quickly. She suffered injuries to both hands and all of her fingers. She was treated for injuries, given pain medication, got to the hospital. She's going to be okay, but her hands were... So Mm. when I read this, I go... Are you good with your feet, Amy? Yes. I can pinch with my toes. Let's see if you can call 911. Let's put her... You have your phone on you? Yeah. Is it on? This is great. Yeah? Yeah. So let's get Amy Amy over to the stage. Yes. yes. (laughs) Amy to the stage, please. Because we have a a performance (laughs) stage here. Okay. So Amy's gonna take the her cell phone. Now don't don't dial in the code yet. Oh god. Yeah, it's gotta be, yeah, yeah, it's gotta she be had, locked. She didn't have all this advantage. Yeah, yeah. You have to do it all with your feet. Well, we don't know that she, she had her phone locked. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, probably if she had a phone that's been put out in the last 15 years. And leave your <laughs> shoes on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Amy's trying to get all these advantages. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Can we get a timer down? Do you wanna put it in the garage and like under a car? <laughs> put a car yeah. right there. Okay, so uh, ready, Raymundo? Here we go. Amy is on the stage and go. Amy's pulling off her shoe. Do not use your hands. My hands. I know. I'm like my hands are in pain. Okay. She's not taking off her sock. Nice. Now she's not touched her phone with her foot. 
She's trying to swipe up. Now she is swiping her passcode. Don't put that on camera, Eddie. I'm not. Okay. 69, 69. <laughs> She's in. She's in. Wow. Now, all I want you to do is dial 311. Let's do nine because we'll get the cops in here and we'll be in trouble. Okay, three, one, one. Okay, can you, do you know my number? Okay, do that. Amy's now scrolling her contacts list with her phone. She's actually really good with her toes. That's crazy. Uh, she's quite advanced. Yes. <laughs> now she's looking to see who she'd like to call. Okay, well, Just, <laughs> she's on Instagram right now. Just, <laughs> <laughs> she's now doing a TikTok with her. Who are you calling? Look, I'm dialing. She's now dialing. Say you need help. You're... I need help. <laughs> oh. Huh? Who is that? Oh my gosh, clarify, Amy. I'm trapped. Can you call 911? What? Well, don't do that, Amy. <laughs> don't kid her like that. Yeah, that's not Is that you. your sister? That's not a funny joke. It's Mary. I'm good. It's no, a no, radio no, no, bit. No. Tell her not to call 911. Everything's fine, but I just disabled. Now she thinks you're being phone. kidnapped. Oh my God. If someone. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, bye. 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 No, no. Why would you lead with, I need help, call 911? <laughs> You'd scare someone, Amy, doing that. Okay, I, our point is, Amy did it. Nice. There you go. There you go. There she wow. is. Wow. Quickly, too. Well, shout out to this. It's the unnamed woman, 54. Got a flat tire, crushed her hands, and then she called 911 with her feet. Also, how do you get your phone out of your pocket? Oh, gosh. Good, we didn't even point. try that. Put the, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Old man Gene is 81 years old, and he's driving down the highway in Florida, and all of a sudden he starts having a stroke, and he starts swerving, hitting the median, and he's just, you know, going out of control. Another driver sees this, like, something has to be going wrong. Wow. Pulls in front of old Gene and runs Gene's car into the median so it stops and causes no more accidents. Oh, wow. Saves his life, really. Whoa. You know, that's a bold move. Yeah, risky. Mm-hmm. On all fronts. But, and love it. But you're talking about, you're risking your car. Mm-hmm. It takes you to look in that car and go, I need to do something and risk and and drive your car. And that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Good for the, do you know the person who did yeah, the saving? Yeah, I was going to give him a shout out for being a hero. Jose Clatter. Jose Clatter. Saved old man Gene. That is, that's cool. Wow. I hope that I would do that. I don't know that I would. Yeah, I don't know either. I hope I would do that. <laughs> I, hope I think you would. I don't know. I never like to give myself too much credit by being not, a hero. You're not. I am. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Old man Gene, shout out. But really, Jose Clatter. Clatter. That's a big one. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, over to Amy. Let's get the morning corny here. The morning corny. Why do owls always get invited to the party? Why do owls always get invited to the party? Because they're such a hoot. Yeah. All right, there it is. That was the morning corny. Denise in Chicago is on the phone. Hey, Denise, what's happening with you? I just want to give you guys a quick shout out to always thank you for thinking of the military. My son's only 19 and he's leaving for deployment. So I just want to say thank you for doing that because not a lot of radio stations do. When is he leaving? He's going to South Korea. He's doing the training right now and they're getting prepared. He drives uh, Bradley's, Tinkers. So he left me right after high school. Are you very proud so of he's him? He's been gone about 
very. He's been gone eight months. Wow. So. Well, would you tell him that we're proud of him, too, and that we appreciate what he's doing? I will, but thank you again. Well, thanks for that call, Denise. We we feel like sometimes we can't can't possibly thank our military service members, police officers enough, uh, but we appreciate that call. I hope, hope you have an awesome day. I appreciate Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Denise. Let's do one more. Amy, you are on the phone in North Carolina. What's happening with you? Morning, studio. Morning. Um, I just had a question for Bobby. Um, do you think the reason that you love and admire Amy so much is because she's such a great mother and she shows you that type of love that you liked growing up? Hmm, let me let me think about this. Do you show that kind of love that I lacked growing up? No. Mm. Whoa, 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 whoa. She's asking me a question here. I think I admire Amy because Amy's very consistent with who she is all the time. One, she's a very kind person. But she, I don't ever have to worry that she's going to come in and and have to guess where she, like emotionally sometimes. But right. you're you're consistently. Sometimes I'm a hot mess, but. But that's that's normal. I, I just, I admire you're consistent. You're just consistently a good person. And like you look out for others a lot, which inspires me to do the same. And I think sometimes we keep each other on track doing that sometimes, you know, as well. Yeah, I would agree. I think you, your heart. Yeah, I'm figuring this out as I'm no. going here because I didn't know this. No, yeah, I'm not wait. saying I agree that about me, but I would agree we do like um, compliment each other in that way. I would say your heart is the reason that I admire you so much. Bum, bum, thank you very much, okay. buddy. <laughs> but I don't know that it's about motherly mother stuff. Thing. Like I'm a mother that. Yeah, you, I don't feel yeah, like that's me the thing. neither because I've only been a mom for two years, and honestly, I don't know that I'm very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. So I don't know that I have. I have like really big motherly tendencies. And probably I think that we've just been through a lot of friend stuff together. Oh yeah. I mean, you put together all the years. I feel like if you make it like with certain friends, if you make it through certain seasons, like it's friends for life. And you've it been just... through a couple of Razorback football seasons, which again, haven't <laughs> gone that well. And you've stood beside me. I meant me. more like oh, oh. big life events oh. that are hard. Yeah. We've been through both. Of Highs our, and lows. Both of our moms dying. Yes. We were both there for each other for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of your adoption stuff. Yeah. Which did not go well for a long time. No, not at all. But I, it's funny to be on the other side of that. Like, I don't even, it. you know, people always say it just takes time or you won't even remember. And But when you're going through it, it just seems like how, how, how. But once you get to the other side, yeah, it's just a reminder that it's, I'm glad I went through some of it because I grew and it tests test me as a person to figure out where I could go. But it does seem like a distant memory now. Amy, I don't have a good answer. I just think we've just been through a lot together. And, and now it's, um, you know, if she if she needed an organ, I would give it to her. Even if he needed my heart, I'd die for it. I don't it. know that you've ever been able to really say that. I'd, I'd give him my heart. I'd die for you. Oh, wow, the heart. <laughs> Wait, did you say if you die, you give me an organ? No, I'll give you an organ alive. Okay. If you needed a That's kidney, a big I, would, step. I would give you a kidney. No doubt. I don't think Without you've even always thinking about been, it. No, this is a new revelation. Yeah, because you didn't think you that way. You have never. No, it has been like. Oh. oh. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, you've you would been, be like, I need he, three kidneys. He said nice things to one. me, like if 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 he had to throw somebody off the boat, like it would never be me. <laughs> no, no, that's good. That's a good old days. <laughs> but you've never <laughs> that's said. True. I think I've heard you say that. You never said that you would give me a kidney. I would for sure. <laughs> yeah, this is wow, huge, Amy. This is a really big don't deal. Amy starts blowing. <laughs> All right. Hey, Amy, thank you in North Carolina. Thank you for calling. Wow. I appreciate you. Have, thank hope you. you. Have, hope you have a great morning. A new study finds that the topics married couples choose to argue about make all the difference in the world. So 
The happy couples almost never chose to discuss problems that were harder to resolve or would take months to sort out. What is that? What are you fighting about that would take months to sort out? Like some sort of fun- fundamental money issue? Right. Religious issue? I'm like, so what do you, what do you just keep putting it under the rug? You know, it's all, like I say, stay surface. Yeah. Don't go deep. <laughs> <laughs> this was a critical factor that researchers believed has been very important to marital happiness. Experts say that unhappy couples focused on the more difficult to solve problems that really they were fighting and regardless of the fight would never come to a conclusion. Okay. All right. So you just go round and round. And there's round. not an ending. It's yeah. almost like you're fighting just to fight. Mm-hmm. You find a reason to fight. Yeah. That's miserable. I think some people are in that. Yeah. Oh, I could see. I've, I've been in that. Rut. And I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I think some people even happy get into that spot. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I was in therapy yesterday and I was talking about not having an argument, but just how I unfairly feel certain things in relationships. And she, and she says, and I think this is a pretty common thing in therapy. And she told me, she goes, hey, what you need to do when you bring up something, and not, this isn't just about my current relationship, even past relationships. She goes, what you need to say is, hey, the story I tell myself is blank. And then that's the best way to talk about something if you're irritated with something. Mm, yeah. Because it doesn't mean it's the universal truth. It means the story I'm telling myself is, well, I'm that, that I'm irritated because of X. And then it, it's not, hey, this is what's happening. Right. It's, it's unfairly or not, this is what I'm telling myself and we can try to work from it. And she was like, it's the greatest tool whenever you get into a fight. That she's is. She's been telling people that for like 10 years. Yeah. She's, she's like, just say this. Or whenever you want to bring up something that's uncomfortable, you say, hey, the story I'm telling myself is, and then you say it, because again, it doesn't assign that it's the truth. It says it fairly or not. This is what's going through my head, so I want to share it with you. Oh, mm. yeah. And I mean, guys, I don't know that y'all are as bad at it as females. I mean, you're admitting that you struggle with it. But like we girls, we can create this entire narrative to where now you like for my husband, it could be like, oh, yeah, now our, our you don't love me anymore. Our marriage is over. You hate me. And it all has to do with like that. He kind of maybe ignored me for a second earlier in the day and all of a sudden I've built it up to that it's like this so you would horrible say, thing I would say so the lie that I'm telling myself right you say now lie yeah <laughs> but what if it's that, not a lie well I'm telling myself well it, okay the potential lie that I'm telling myself you can correct me if I'm wrong but I guess the story you could use it that way but is that you ignored me because you don't love me anymore and now I'm undesirable to you and now we're probably going to get divorced. Mm, well, and then he'll be like, <laughs> right, I know, that's what I mean. Like sometimes we can go zero to 60 super fast and then my husband will be like, what? I was on the phone. Like it literally was nothing and I, obviously I'm exaggerating the story, but it literally could be nothing and I've told myself it's like this horrible thing. Yeah, I do the same thing with you too. Go, uh, it go, could, go that applies to any relationship. Like sometimes I'll be like, Oh, he's not. What did I do? What did I say wrong? Are we? Are we? Did I do something? Am I not doing my job good? Like, what's wrong? And really, you're just busy or something. Like, it doesn't. I can do it with lots of people. It's not just my spouse. Well, apparently, the key is according to mine is just go. Hey, listen. The story I tell myself is that you're really upset with me and you hate me because of the way you acted today. And I'd be like, no, I didn't get enough sleep last night. Sorry. (laughs) Perfect. So I I could be like, the story I'm telling myself is I'm about to lose my job. And I would say, never. I would fire me before you. (laughs) Okay, that's not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's not. You would run the Bobby Bone Show before I would let Mm -hmm. me go. Okay. I'll play you a TV theme song from the 2000s. Just name the show. 
You guys ready? Amy? Ready. Ready. Lunchbox, our video producer, ready? Come on. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> Name this TV show from the 2000s, number one. Can you name that TV show? Amy's struggling. She's written nothing down. You can't tell by that song what that is? I'm in for the win. I guess I don't know what it's called. Then you don't know what it is, right? Yeah. Ray, hit it again. Amy, it's a tough one. I have no idea. When I tell you, you're going to go, oh my goodness. I mean, I know... Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. She's never said she's in yet. In. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Lunchbox, what do you have? Nashville. Amy. Hannah Montana. Yeah, that's Miley. Hannah Montana. There it is. See, yeah. I, was, I was like, God, the show's not called Miley Cyrus. That's true. Yeah. Amy and Eddie are still in. Name this TV show. <laughs> From 2001. I don't know. I wouldn't have known that one. You don't? Hold on. I'm not in here. Okay, I'm in. Eddie, you in? I'm in. Amy? Fear Factor. Eddie? Lost. It's 24. You're both still in. Dang. Yeah, I didn't watch 24. All right, next one up. Can you name this TV show theme song? This one I do know. To give you guys a hint as to what's the show I'd watch or not. I have watched and watched this one. Can you name that TV theme song, Amy? Right now? Well, I know you're <laughs> writing it down. How we doing? I'm in. I'm in. All right. Amy. Go more girls. Would I He'd watch, watch Girls? It. Yes. No. Yes, you yeah, you would. would. I've never seen okay. it. Eddie. You would not. Young Sheldon. No. Oh. Well, that's two. 2000s. Yeah, Isn't that 2000. now? Yeah. Um, that's Parks and Rec. Ah. You're both still in it, though. Okay. Let's n- Number four. Here we go. I'm in. Oh, they both think oh! they're in. Amy. CSI. Eddie. CSI. Nice. You're both still in. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know if we had to say the city. I know. I didn't know either. I was like, that's Miami. Miami. <laughs> Just CSI. Because <laughs> okay. CSI works. Yeah, it is. All right. Miami. Next up. Go ahead. Can you name that theme song? It's also a real song. The rest is still unwritten. I'm pretty sure I sang this with her maybe <laughs> one day, one time. Um, I'm in. Hold, please. Okay, I'm in. Whoa, I'll just Amy? I'm in. One Tree Hill. Eddie? Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
the hills. Ah! Oh, yeah, duh. I knew that. Okay, let's try one more. We'll see if we get a winner here. If not, we'll go to sudden death. Here we go. Name that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm in. I don't know if I have this. For the win. Uh, what is that show? For the win. You're on the clock. Golly. Man. Hey. Don't have the nit punked. Oh. It's not, it's not that, but it's the other one. Oh, it's Jack. Eddie? Yes, it's it. I have Family Guy. Yes, it's, it's Jack Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot? Never heard of it. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> it's Jackass. Ah! Ah! Okay, we're now. Oh, the, we're gonna, man, I knew that. We're going to go. Golly, we're going to go sudden death. All right, okay. here we go. So this one will be uh, buzzing with your name. Nobody? Three. Two. Desperate Housewives. Oh. No. Okay, let's, that. let's do this one, Sudden Death. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, no, ah, 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 Eddie! Eddie, knock him in the middle. There he is. Yeah! He does it again. He does it again. All he does is win. Wow, that was a hard one. Yeah, like I can't we, believe it. we just didn't watch TV like we used to in the 2000s. Oh, we sure didn't. Like All he the, does is the win. The music wow. was different. Like wow. 90s, we would nail it. Wow. Well, congratulations, Eddie. Thank you, folks. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stranger risks his life to save a lost dog in traffic. This dude stopped in traffic in the middle of FDR Drive in New York City to save a lost dog. The anonymous stranger is being called a hero for risking his life to walk over and grab Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu is the name of the dog. The unnamed man is called a hero because the road was so busy. A cell phone video shows traffic at a standstill as the Good Samaritan kneels next to the dog on the road. The NYPD sergeant reports that the dog... A four-year-old Shiba Inu. Ever heard of that kind of dog? Mm-mm. Must be expensive. Yeah. Has been safely reunited with his owners. He also is the man who saved him wouldn't give his name. And the guy who saved the dog also admitted he's very afraid of dogs. But that he just saw the dog out there and was like, it doesn't matter how afraid I am, I got to go save this dog because he didn't want it to get hit by a car. They're cute. It's a pretty dog. Shiba Inu. I thought that was the name of the dog. It's a Japanese <laughs> it's a breed. breed of a hunting dog. I know when you first said it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. That looks like a fox. It's a small to medium breed. One of the six original natives to Japan. Wow. A Shiba Inu. Anyway, this dude's scared of dogs and got out of the middle of traffic and saved the dog. And I think that deserves a shout out. And he wanted to stay anonymous. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, who would you say the best looking celebrity guy is? Wow. Probably Ryan... Gosling. I like him a lot. <laughs> he comes in at number 10 on the list. Number 10? Well, it's called the golden ratio. Okay. According 10. to a scientific formula that determines beauty, this golden ratio has determined that Ryan Gosling is at number 10. So apparently you use it, someone's 
always putting it on celebrity faces, and it's a lot of different things. But Kanye's at nine, and he's really the only guy on this list that I wouldn't consider really attractive. That Idris Elba is at eight. That's a good-looking guy. Okay, wait, I don't know who that is. Uh, David Beckham's at seven. Oh, good-looking yeah. dude. At seven, he he's like number two behind Ryan Gosling. Hugh Jackman at six. George Clooney at five. Yeah. The age eventually has to creep up on Clooney and go. All right, he used to be real hot, and he's still a good-looking older guy. But is he in the top <laughs> tier Very of good-looking good guys? Yes. Still though. Yes, still. Brad Pitt at four. Yes. Bradley Cooper at three. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening right now? Okay, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Wait, okay, these are good though, but but still, I put I can't believe Ryan Gosling's ten. Keep going. Henry Cavill's at two. Oh, that's super. Superman. Man, with all the abs. And then number one, according to the Golden Ratio. By the way, Morgan number two. Who's the hottest celebrity guy in your opinion right now? It can be any celebrity. Uh, maybe Sam uh, Hunt. No. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I, just, I didn't mean to say that. Like <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh yeah, didn't, didn't make the list. Great looking guy. Yeah, really good. Who is so strikingly good looking oh, to me that I'm like, that's tough. Well, for a long time, Ryan Reynolds was your was your dude. Mm-hmm. You you done with that one? Oh, you yeah. Moved, you moved on. That. We mature sometimes. Yeah, I get that. I wonder who mine would be. Like just strikingly good looking. Zac Efron. Mm-mm. Oh my god. I don't think it's him. He's got a little too many muscles. Oh. Like he's like extra ripped. I don't know if he's. Oh, on, so you want like, you know, like thin and lean, but with good muscles. I so, do like the, the 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 Australian brothers. Hemsworth. Yeah, I like Liam? maybe not but Thor. The other up. one. They, no, well, Thor's really big. But the other one. Well, Chris Porter, mm. I mean, maybe um, for you it's more like uh, oh, who's that guy? You, what about Captain America? You like him? McDreamy. Nah. He's lean. You know that that the, the guy from you is pretty good looking? Nah. He scares <laughs> the, me. Maybe it's his character. Yeah. I can't What's that guy's that. name, Mike D? Penny uh, Pen Pen Badgley? Yeah. That is, he's a pretty good looking guy. I'll go with him right now. He's my favorite good looking guy. Interesting. But number one on the list is Robert Pattinson from Twilight. He's about mm-hmm. to be the new Batman. Oh wow. Isn't he Bat- gonna be Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, it, Robert Pattinson's a good-looking guy. I guess there's a lot of symmetry in his face. But, ah, there you go. Number one, Twilight. I think you are a hater a little bit, not on purpose, because you don't like vampires. I was not hating on... No, 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 it, but I saw your face a little bit. Because goes, Ryan Gosling is 10 and Robert Pattinson's 1. But then looks are relative, but this is scientific. Maybe I don't see what the science sees. You know who's really good looking? Who I've been able to spend just a little bit of time with? Who? Orlando Bloom. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's Katy Perry's fiance. Went to dinner last year. Mm-hmm. You just you look at him and you go, "God made you this pretty." Wow. Because it's, he's really that pretty in yeah, person. It's really crazy sometimes how different people can look. In, the celebrities can look in person. Because yeah, he's one where I'd be like, "Yeah, he's good looking," but I wouldn't describe him as like. But you're you're mm-hmm. saying it's. I, legit. I just stared at him and he's eating. And he would eat, and I'd be like, "Dang, oh dang! How do you do that?" I was just like, "Congratulations!" That's what I felt like saying to him. God must have spent a little more time yeah. on you. Yeah, good thing yeah. you didn't. God must have spent a little more time on you. On you. On yeah, you, on man. You. Do you want to play what's happening in this viral video? Sure. Okay. Here's another round of what's happening in this viral video. You have to guess the sound from a funny video. I'll play it. I'll give you options. Uh, first of all, this video on TikTok has over a million views. I'm going to tell you the three things, and you listen to see if you can guess it. 
Is it a flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or a woman making sounds on her husband's belly? Okay, here is the clip. What is that? A flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or a woman making sounds on her husband's belly? Let's do it again. Right, there you go. I know what it is. Okay, I'm in. Wow. You, you guys want to guess? Yeah, 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 yeah I'm, I'm in, in for the one. Amy, go ahead. It's a koala at the zoo. <laughs> okay. Lunchbox? I have the koala at the zoo. Eddie? I'm going to go a uh, woman making money on her husband's be- making noises on her husband's belly. Okay. Uh, just give me a little, little bit of that, a little bit of that clip one more time, Raymondo. If you can hit me with some of that, here you go. All right, there you go. All right, so here is the sound from a viral video. Is that a flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or a woman making sounds on her husband's belly? Let's go to Kelly in Minnesota, who's on a phone. Give her a chance here. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm really good. Now, you heard the sounds. What do you think? I did. I 100% think it's a woman on a husband. Eddie thinks on the, the sa- belly. Eddie thinks the same thing. <laughs> That's and right. That is what? Wrong. Wow. Sorry. A koala at the zoo is Amy and Lunchbox's answer. Yeah, has to be. That is right. Yes. There it is. That is a koala at the zoo. A girl named Stephanie Jane who went to the zoo in Australia took this video and the koala is looking right up at her and making this sound right here. Like a pig. Yeah. There you go. You guys win no prize, but in your oh. heart, I hope it's a little more full today. It is. Um, <laughs> Kelly, thank you for listening. Sorry you didn't win. No, that's okay. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Hope your day is good, too. Bobby's Mailbag. Good morning, studio. I have a 27-year-old brother who's getting married in April. I'm 22. A couple of months ago, he asked me to be one of his groomsmen. But to my surprise, I am not the best man. Me and my brother have been close growing up. We have our fights, as any siblings do. I'm just surprised I was not chosen as the best man, being his only brother. As his best man, he chose a college friend, which feels like a slap in the face. I'm not sure if I should address the situation with him and his future wife or just leave it be. This hurts. I don't know if I should even participate in the wedding. Mm. Any help or advice is greatly participated. Thank you, guys. Roger in Texas. Um, Raimundo, you're dealing with this right now. You give me your thoughts. Pass over to Roger. Just go to the wedding and have fun. Don't act butthurt. Then everybody's going to know. Oh Just act better than it. Oh, I didn't even want to get the tux. Oh, it's way too expensive, man. Well, he's going to be in the wedding. He just isn't the best man. Oh, okay. So, right? I yeah. think he's going to be a groomsman, just not the best man. And there's a lot less obligations. You don't have to plan stuff. I think maybe the bachelor party, that's planned by the best man. You have It's easier. You just get to go to the wedding and have fun. You don't have to make a speech. It's awesome. Okay. My advice would be is, hey, dude, the wedding's not about you. This is about your brother. Now, if you're feeling something, it's okay to share it with them. Be like, wow, I really thought I'd be best man. Why wasn't I the best man? I, there's never anything wrong with a conversation, ever, with any situation. But it's not about you. Don't bring drama to a wedding that's not your wedding. So I'm going to say you can have the conversation. That's fine. And find out for your own sake. But the wedding's not about you. You need to just check yourself and be in the wedding. And also, it's you don't have to put your brother as your best man. You can put your best friend as your best man. 
You can do whatever you want. You can put a puppy as your best man. Amy? Yeah. I think you just, you have to go do the role that you were given. Whatever that is, you just show up, you support, and sure, a conversation might be fine, but really, will that do anything? Like, is he going to change it? It might be some stuff you just need to work through. I had this happen to me as a bridesmaid, but get this, the bride had two maids of honor. And I didn't even make the cut for the top two. And I thought I would have. So then I was a bridesmaid. So I didn't even make, she had made. Was it your sister? Was it your no, well, no, it's not the same. It, yeah. but still it was one where I thought <laughs> I was going to be a maid of honor. And then I wasn't. And I was like, not only was I not the first one, I wasn't the second one. And, but I still showed up as a bridesmaid and did my thing. And it was fine. I never had a conversation about it because it wasn't my wedding. It was her wedding. And you go with who you want to represent you in that role. If you have a question or a comment, you want to throw it in the mailbag, you can. Morgan number two, what do you got over there? How do they get a hold of us? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We can also put this up on our Facebook page and you can give your opinion. There's a lot of opinions <laughs> oh, yeah. on yeah, Facebook yeah. for sure. <laughs> but I think universally we all go, hey, dude, it's it's not about you. Right. It's not. If you want to have a conversation, that's good. Your brother, you should. But it's not about you. Check yourself before you wreck, wreck yourself. yourself. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. <laughs> Joe is on the phone. Hey, Joe, what's happening? Thanks for calling the show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. So I have a question for you, Bobby. I recently started dating someone. It's not exclusive, um, and we are long distance, and I wanted to know about FaceTiming. So when do you start it? How do you start it? Um, I don't want to be a creeper or anything. (laughs) Well, I say the first rule on FaceTiming, if you haven't established a definite FaceTime relationship, is you can't just FaceTime them out of the blue. You can't just hit and go straight to FaceTime. You need to be like, hey, do you want to FaceTime? There, By the way, there's nothing wrong with asking someone to FaceTime. I don't think there's any rule. I think you just kind of have to wade into it slowly. So if you want to FaceTime, I'll be like, hey, do you want to FaceTime tonight? Or hey, you available for FaceTime? If so, you do that. Again, you're not exclusive, but I think it's a good way. Back in the day, long distance relationships were just letters. And in in long distance phone calls that you had to pay extra for. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Or you mail a cassette tape back and forth. Crazy. So how long have you been dating this person, Joe? Uh, just a couple months. Okay. And do you want to be exclusive, whatever that means? Um, hopefully someday. I don't know that, I'm, that we're, either of us are ready for it yet. Are you FaceTiming already at all? No. Okay. Well, easy. Just be like, hey, I'm going to be around later. Do you want to FaceTime? Nothing to okay. it. Amy? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely set it up. You have to. You should ask. Like, there's. It'll naturally if it, it evolves into more free flowing FaceTime, but you're definitely still at a. You got to plan it. My girlfriend now FaceTimes me out of the blue. Yeah, I just like on my phone, and it's like, you know. But there's only a small percentage of people in your life that you can FaceTime out of the blue. Um, three. Yeah. Her, you, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be the only people that I would just blindly hit on FaceTime. Right. So I think, it's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you slow down on the FaceTime a little bit. You do more of that audio text now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like Eddie answering the phone <laughs> on the toilet <laughs> because he will. He'll just be on the toilet and be I like, figure if you're FaceTiming me, it's important wherever like, I am. What's mm. up? I'll be like, well, not this. <laughs> yeah. You can wait. I'm not interested in this. Yeah. Right. My girlfriend's name is Caitlin, but I had her on my phone as Caitlin LA for a long time mm. because she lived in LA. She's from Oklahoma, but she's lived in LA for about a year Was or so. Was there now. a Caitlin East Coast? There wasn't. Oh, my man. tour manager's name is Caitlin. <laughs> mm. It's true. But it's spelled different. She's with a C with a K. And like 
Caitlin was like, hey, would you mind um, <laughs> taking an LA? And I never thought much about it. I didn't think it was a big deal. You're like but Caitlin she Blonde. She like really looked at it. Yeah, Caitlin Blonde, but, LA. But when I met her, I didn't know her, right? Obviously, when I met right, her, I didn't you, know her. And you so met I her, her in LA. Caitlin, and then I, she lived in LA. It wasn't that there were nine Caitlins. <laughs> but were, I can see where she thought that. Well, yeah, and I was like, well, get over it. You know, I was like, relax. Caitlin Chicago, Caitlin Boston. Well, I, did, I really didn't realize that that was bothered. I've changed it now. What is it now? I don't want to tell you. Oh, <laughs> no, my boo. Oh, yes. That is yes. so embarrassing. I don't want to tell you Queen. what it is now. Yeah. My main squeeze. <laughs> Snookums. Lover. What is it? Do you want to? I, she just texted me. Do you want to see it? Sure. Amy, say but it don't out loud. I changed it because she, it doesn't. <laughs> don't, well, I'm embarrassed by it. Well, hold on. I'm embarrassed by it. And oh she was gosh, like, if, do you get every news update known to man? Yeah, I do. But she was like, hey, if you don't mind, would you take the LA off? And one of my friends, Kelly, who, from Velvet's Edge, who's she's like, you should take her take LA off there. That's like, that's not cool. And I was like, I didn't get it. That was not cool. Uh, okay, here you go. Hold on. That's her name. Cute. <laughs> cute. cute. Well, what is it? Mi amor. That's cute. My heart. I, I'm happy for you. That makes me smile. Like I'm not, I'm not even nice. gonna make fun of you for that Thank because you. It's, it's. But you would though, right? If you, if it wasn't safe zone. Yeah, but it's safe zone, okay. and it's. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Well, if it's safe zone, say it. No, not say only. No, safe he does. I don't know if he wants y'all to know, but just know that it's cute, baby. Thank you. No. <laughs> All right. Hey. Um, thank you. Thank Water you for cup. calling. There's something you aren't doing on your way to work and home that will help you live longer. And what do you think that is? Um. You could do it, but it would take you a minute. <laughs> like, are you driving? Riding your bike. Oh, yeah, that would take a minute. But I could do it. You could, you'd take you longer. <laughs> yeah. That would be okay, though. Yeah. I have a bike in my garage that's still wrapped. Like, I used to ride it to do triathlons. But then I was, when I moved, I wrapped it. Oh. And now it just sits there. But now, now some of these bikes have computers on them. Mm. Where to switch a gear, you just push a button. You ever see those? No, I haven't. I'm all embarrassed to get up to my old bike. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta use your click, hand. Click. Yeah, I'm like, click. yeah. No. <laughs> uh, researchers discovered the people who rode their bikes had a significant reduction in mortality. Yeah, probably just because you're exercising. What? When I used to ride bikes on the street, it was dangerous. Oh, all right, we're gonna go. <laughs> we'll, see, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Come on, Bobby Bones Show.